Hi, hello. Welcome to the episode of Isaiah's Newsstand. It's your host, Isaiah Edwards. The date is September the 14th, 2023. Holy episode finds you well in good spirits and high hopes. As for me, I'm doing pretty good. Overall, we had a good day. I will say for, you know, reasons, what have you, mental or otherwise, I definitely feel like I've, I've been on like a like an emotional hangover for today. Like my birthday had like overall good vibes and, you know, for like 99%. And, I, you know, I, I'm doing the thing where you like focus on like the, the 0.1% bad or the 1% bad, whatever. And you're just living there. You're living in that small margin. And, you know, shouldn't do that. That's really bad. But um, overall, it's been a good Thursday, and you know that's my favorite day. You know, that's like my juiciest day. So overall, we, we've been good. It's been nice. Uh, nice to get back to it. You know, back in the habit, if you will. Uh, only I'm 33, only older. Um, wasn't that Jesus' number, right? Didn't he die at 33? Oh, man, I got to make it. I got <laughs> to make it to 34. Shit. Okay. Um, but no, uh, let's see. Food corner. Let's let's talk about food. It was a usual ho-hum day. We didn't do anything magical or mystical, sadly. Uh, but I did decide to uh, do something a little quirky, a little different. And uh, I did hamburger hot dog fry, you know, the huge. But I took uh, like three fish sticks and I put the fish sticks on the burger. <laughs> so... So that was a thing. I gotta say, my review, I, I shouldn't have done it. <laughs> I, I should have just, like, they're better apart. You know what I mean? I love a good fish stick, actually, with some tartar sauce. Mm, yummy, yummy, yummy. I love a good burger. It's my favorite thing to eat. I love a good cheeseburger. But putting them together, a fish fry burger was not it. It was it was just okay. So, you know, take that, uh, that information with you. Uh, you know, use it, don't use it, what have you. You know, heed my advice, heed my lessons. My menu, my plate. Okay, uh, let's see here. Nothing else to report in the life zone. So let me go ahead and do my classic startup. You know, the old ring-a-ling-ling. Ring-a-ling-ling. Ring-a-ding-ding. I think that's what you say when you use that phrase. Ring-a-ling-ling. Oh my gosh, I should be fired. All right, anyway. <laughs> Speaking of fired. Whoa, yeah. Oh, it's still going. Okay. Don't mind if I do. All right. Let's get into some news. From Al Jazeera. Dutch art detective recovers stolen Vincent Van Gogh painting. Van Gogh's 1884's Parsonage Garden at Noonan in spring was brazenly taken from a museum during COVID-19 lockdown in a midnight robbery. Also just realizing how long the name of this this painting is. Once again, running it back. Parsonage Garden at Noonan in Spring. What a long name for a painting. It is a very long painting. I I put it in the thumbnail so you at least get a, you know, look at it. But, uh, a Vincent Van Gogh painting stolen from a museum at midnight during an audacious robbery three years ago has been found by an art detective in the Netherlands. Arthur Band, 
Arthur Brand, I'm sorry. Arthur Brand dubbed the Indiana Jones of the art world for locating a series of lost high-profile artworks, said recovering the 19th century oil painting was one of the greatest moments of my life. Uh, I did actually get to hear the little, like, uh, he did, uh, like, a, he posted the story of it, saying, like, hey, you know, I'm going to be giving up this painting very soon. Uh, you know, I went through a lot of hard work to find this, and he's, like, you know, very emotional about it, but, like, here it is, and it's, like, this just, just legendary painting that he's just holding in his house that was, like, <laughs> dropped off in an Ikea bag, <laughs> in an Ikea bag. So I, I did, yeah, well, let's get into how this, uh, how this started. Uh, the painting was stolen from the Singer Lauren Museum near Amsterdam on March 30th of 2020. In a video released by the police, a suspect was shown smashing through a glass door in the middle of the night before running out with the painting under his right arm. So that's really fucking sad because, uh, just don't get me wrong, I'm never trying to advocate crime or what have you. But we do love a good heist on this podcast. I'm not going to lie. And I, I hate when you get into the, the logistics, the gritty of it. And it's nothing like Ocean's Eleven. It's something crude and brute force like this. Well, yeah, we just broke the door down and we just took what we wanted. Or we just, like, smashed the, like, the, the glass and took it. We just ran in. Like, you know what I mean? Like, there's no, there's no finesse. There's no cool flex here. And that, that, that's a bummer. But, um, granted, stealing art is a bummer. Don't do it. Um, in April of 2021, police arrested a man named Nils for the theft, and he was later convicted and sentenced to eight years in prison. He was also convicted of stealing another artwork by Franz Hals called Two Laughing Boys. Another interesting long title there. Um, in a separate heist. Brand said he heard from a source in the criminal world who had bought the Van Gogh from Nils. Now, this person was trying to be on the hush. He's like, hey, man, I wanted this painting. It's really cool, but, like, I can't do anything with it. It's a hot painting, and I can't sell it. I can't do anything here. So it's just more or less giving me a headache. Um, so he kind of, want, I think, wanted to be anonymous, but I think he was found out. And he's already actually um, dealing with some other legal issues. But that person was identified in the Dutch media as Peter Roy Kay, who is currently behind bars for a separate case involving a large-scale import and export of cocaine, Brand said. Roy wanted to use the famous painting as collateral to negotiate a reduction in his sentence. So he's like, hey, you know, this will potentially, you know, make things a little bit easier for me. But like I said, I I'm literally listening to stories about this as I'm on my walk and it's like, like the guy says, like, yeah, he's gonna bring me the painting, and he gets the painting, and it's like in a just IKEA bag, and it's like, oh no, oh no, no, no. Now they say that you know, to the average casual eye, the painting looks great, it looks fine. Uh, you know, for me, I would say like, oh yeah, good, it looks looks just like it should. But apparently, you know, up close, you can see some scratches. It has gone through some damage. That's unfortunate for sure. But at the end of the day, usually these kind of things could just be missing and just be gone. So the fact that three years later, you know, the Indiana Jones of the art world has actually, you know, made a recovery like this is pretty cool. Uh, they do go through, what is it here, some of his other finds. Uh, Brand is also responsible for recovering other famous stolen art, including Hitler's, uh, Hitler's horses, bronze statues, a Picasso painting, in a ring that once belonged to Oscar Wilde. 
So, yeah, I mean, add that to the list. Um, okay, enough of the art. Let's talk about gamba, gambling. But actually not gambling. It's actually a hacking story. <laughs> uh, but it's a mix. I love it. Make them kiss. Uh, Gizmodo is where I got this from. MGM Grand cyber attack allegedly caused by 10-minute phone call. The ransomware group ALPHV, also known as Black Cat, which sounds way cooler than Alphiv. Alphiv sounds like a like a STD. That sounds like something you're gonna like get, and it's highly transmissible, and it's over for you. Like you're you're never seen action again because you got the Alv. I got the Alv. I watched <laughs> I watched too many Top G videos, and I, now I got the Alv. No, Black Cat sounds way cooler. Um, but yeah, they were reportedly behind, behind a cyber attack that shut down the MGM Grand Casinos on Monday, according to a report by Malware Archive VX Underground. The archive claims that Alf V was able to social engineer their way into the company's systems in 10 minutes, effectively shutting down MGM Resort's international properties across the U.S., the ransomware group allegedly took hold of MGM's computer systems in three simple steps, according to VX Underground. All Alfie ransomware group did was compromise MGM Resorts, was hop on LinkedIn, find an employee, then call the help desk. Um, so yeah, I mean, literally just taking down this company with those simple steps. And and sadly, this is not new. This is not like new wave hacking shit. You know what I mean? Like this is not Swordfish 5. Like this is old hat shit. And uh, sadly, it just keeps working. It's weird though that like, now that I'm like thinking about it, and granted this has happened in the past. I just wasn't there to cover it or know about it, whatever. But like, usually I hear about like um, hospitals getting hacked and things of that nature even potentially banks getting hacked but like i've never heard a story about casinos until today and i was like oh shit okay so i'm definitely interested and literally you get into the logistics it's like yeah we fished you off of the linkedin and then now we're calling you telling you telling you to give us the money like this is what's up this is what's happening and uh i mean yeah it looks like uh mgm did not want to negotiate on that front and um let's see uh, yeah, I mean, according to, let's see, VX Underground suggested that MGM Grand has not met the ransomware gang's demands, writing, in our opinion, MGM will not pay. So essentially, they decided to jam them up. So I believe I've read just from other articles before I, you know, I went live here, live, that's I went live on this recording, <laughs> that um, it's been like five days and they've, they're still recovering. They're still dealing with this malware. You know, things are still down. People still can't gamble. They can't get their Gamba on. Um, let's see here. MGM Grand said in a Twitter post on Monday that it had taken immediate steps to secure its systems after receiving outage reports. An investigation is still underway, and the extent of the attack remains unknown, but an MGM spokesperson told AP News that it not only affected Las Vegas reservation systems, um, and casino floors, but also included locations in Maryland, Massachusetts, Michigan, Mississippi, New Jersey, New York, and Ohio. Once again, Ohio cannot escape the void of pain and misery. That is this world. That is the news. 
Um, yeah, even our MGM apparently went down, you know, somewhere in Ohio. <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't help it. It's a local thing now. <laughs> it's local news now. I'm taking jurisdiction. Um, so yeah, what a kerfuffle. What a thing to happen. Uh, the cybersecurity issues also reportedly delayed customers from checking in, prompted slot machines to display error messages, shut down paid parking systems, and affected the company website, which is still showing an error message as of Wednesday. Likewise, MGM booking site is down, telling customers to reach out to customer service with any questions. So yeah, what a bummer. Um... I mean, I get not paying the ransom here. I think that that really is the way to go. You don't know. Like, there's no good faith here. You don't know if they're actually going to do right by you, you know. And plus, it's a lot of fucking money on the line. Even if you are a big, big money company. I don't know. And this is lesser stakes than, once again, referencing a hospital. You know what I mean? Like, these aren't, like, normal. I mean, granted, your customer's information could be, you know, laid out and probably is being laid out for other people. That's fucked up. That's gnarly. But I mean, I don't know. If you're thinking in zeros and ones, that's just breakage, right? You're like, fuck it, whatever. Let it roll, right? <laughs> Gamba. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, I'll keep you posted if anything else comes up there, anything else pops off, any more of the alf V spreads. But um, yeah, you know, I, I can't help it. I got a high story. I got a cyber hack story. Same day. Once again, I cannot stress enough. Mwah, Thursday. What a crazy day. I can't. I'm, I'm over it. I'm over my hangover. I'm awake. <laughs> Oh, okay. All right. Uh, I say this, and I'm, I'm, ugh, I'm making jokes. I'm cracking fresh. But you know who shouldn't crack wise and crack fresh? A fucking cop. They shouldn't make fucking jokes on the job, especially when. Mm, let's get. In, let, mm, mm, I'm giving. I'm giving the game away. Let's get into it. From from insider, a Seattle cop joked that a woman run over and killed by police had limited value. Those comments could spark a civil lawsuit payout. Shoo. Let's talk about more fucking cop watch. Let's let's fucking get into it. Eh. Uh, the Seattle Police Department has been under fire this week after an officer was caught laughing about the death of a pedestrian run over and killed by police. Now, I have to add here, this cop was laughing about a situation that happened. He was not involved. But that being said, that does not get him out of the situation. This is very fucked up and macabre. Like, this is so fucking dystopian. Um, all right. Now, let's see here. Um, the SPD released body cam footage on Monday showing an officer, Daniel Otterer, seeming seeming to joke on a phone call with the president of the Seattle Police Officers Guild. Just a couple of guys on the beat. You know, blue lies being blue. Uh, shortly after responding to an incident where another officer fatally struck 23 year old, uh, struck a 23 year old student with his patrol car. In the video, Otterer can be heard saying she is dead and then laughing. The guild president on the other line, Mike Sloan, cannot be heard in the video. Otterer then adds, yeah, just write a check before laughing again. $11,000. She was 26 anyway misstating the age of the woman, uh, Janavi Kandula. She had limited value. That's what he said. She had limited value. I don't get it. Like, I, I don't get how this is something that's supposed to be fucking funny to you. And it's supposed to be like, yeah, just a couple of guys being guys. Like, hee hee, ha ha ha, meme, meme, meme. 
I can do this over my my local monster politician, Congress people, whatever. But like these are normal human beings who are just living a life, and another one of your cop buddies just mowed a person down, mowed that person down, and you're like, ah, yeah, whatever, just cut the check, whatever, you know, another day, another meat on the fucking slab. Like it's crazy to think like this and joke like this. And and Lord knows what the other motherfucker is saying. Like, this motherfucker is getting the, the blessing of not being able to be heard over the fucking camera. Um, but here, let's get into some more. The host of the the host of a conservative local talk show, Jason Rance, um, reported on KTTH AM. Of course it's fucking AM radio, fucking talk radio. I say this as a podcaster, but goddamn, like they fucking swam so I could walk. I'm, I'm leaving it at that. Uh, <laughs> uh, he attained a copy of a report about the incident submitted to the OPA office. In the report that Rance said he obtained, Otterer wrote that his comments were actually meant to, to satirize the way the city's lawyers might try to minimize the death, not to mock the death itself. I intended to comment as a mockery of lawyers, Ottawa wrote. What a what a cool, cute backtrack he's going to try to legally play here. Um, I mean, granted, I say legally, but like these dudes have immunity. The cop that ran over that ran over Candula, they're probably not going to have to deal with anything here. It was all in the quote unquote line of duty. This guy, these fucking cool, like cruel macrob shit that he's saying. Probably not going to deal with anything here, but that's why we're leading to in this article is we're going to talk about the whole potential civil aspect of it, because usually that's where the only way you can get kind of justice is where you say, hey, look, you might be civilly on the hook because at the end of the day, yeah, you can't go to jail, but you can like pay up or at least your police department can. And this kind of shit here is very incriminating. Also, I, I believe too, what is heard is that, um... He did the thing, and I'm sure you've seen it, if you've just been on the street, you know, you've been driving, whatever, where a cop flicks their lights on and then gets through a light and then goes on. Now, this cop was supposed to be going to an actual disturbance, but this is a disturbance that was already handled. You know, it's one of those things where they fucking do the overkill thing, where it's like, okay, this thing is sorted. There's like two or three cops and, you know, everyone's on hand. Well, let me just get one more guy. Let me get another guy. Like, this motherfucker was trying to be that guy. And he's flicking his lights on and off, allegedly. And in the process, this is when Kandula gets hit. So this is some shit that didn't need to happen. This is just a little bit of a fucking, you know, our, our blue lives matter, blue line speed freak. Just fucking flicking the lights to get where he needs to go. Fuck that. Fuck him. Fuck them. Like, nah, they should pay. We're in a capitalist society. It's the only way you can hurt these people. It's the only way you can hurt these organizations. That's it. So, I mean, that's really all I have to fucking say about it. Sadly, there's no fucking punchline here. But, um, no, I think Arterer is a limited value, if you know what I mean. Um, and I, I, speaking of limited value, I take back what I said. Instant take back. AM radio. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just, I just, <laughs> I just heard a Pineapple Express joke and I thought it was funny. Talk radio is fine. <laughs> okay, let's move along. Oh, man. Technically, I got, like, one more thing to cover, but technically this is, like, a part A, maybe a little bit of bleed part B. Um, which means I should take my break, and I think I deserve it. So, yeah. Man, I hate talking about cops. 
a little bit of a side. I, there, there's some more shit. There was another uh, cop story. Guy gets his shit stomped by a cop, and it's like literally on the body cam. I think he got a payout or something for it. I, I just didn't want to talk about it. Like there are times where I do not want to talk about this. I just need that to be said because I talk about it a lot. There's a Tyree Nichols. They were indicted federally, so that's a thing. That's on and popping, I guess. <sighs> It's just tiring. It's so draining to think about. And I, I and I know maybe some people think I cry for a bit. That's like, no, I don't. I really don't like crying like that. So, you know what I mean? Like, I don't like getting angry. I don't like getting... I, this is supposed to be a chill moment, you know? But here I am about to talk about the fucking Biden crime family. <laughs> no, I can't lie. I, I, I've been waiting so long to say that. The Biden crime family. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> God bless America. Huh. Ooh, yeah. All right. Let's talk about a real shooter. Hunter Biden. NBC News. Hunter Biden indicted on federal gun charges. God damn it, they're coming for him again. <laughs> federal prosecutors have indicted Hunter Biden, son of President Joe Biden, on gun charges. Um, so, <coughs> this is more or less, last time I left you, oh, we were figuring out if they were going to renegotiate the plea deal. Um, some of the holes were like, hey... It looks like you're going to potentially give him blanket immunity for, like, other tax things, other things. Like, I don't think that's how the law works, you guys. And everyone looks at each other like, yeah, no, we, we don't actually agree with this. And then Hunter Biden's team's like, no, like, th this is the deal. This deal's fine. Like, there's nothing wrong with this deal. Like, fine, fuck it then. And it seems like they weren't able to reach any conclusion. And they, like, let it ride. And so... You know, Weitz was back on the team in terms of looking back into this uh, situation. And also, now we have an indictment. Now, where I'm surprised about is, like, actually looking at the time, which is really where I kind of wanted to just get the mood of this, is two of the counts carry a maximum prison sentence of 10 years, while the third has a maximum of five years. Each count also carries a maximum of two, a maximum fine of two hundred fifty thousand dollars. Now, I think from the Biden's team, they're more or less thinking about maybe the money aspect. They might not have been thinking about the prison sentence aspect of this, because um, I don't think Biden's trying to do any prison time. I just think he really didn't want to be bothered about more tax shit. More like, oh, what about you doing the illegal lobbying shit in Ukraine? Because that's all a fucking thing. Which also kind of leads me to what I wanted to bleed into for the part B. Um, let's talk about fucking Congress. Uh, from the AP, Speaker McCarthy, uh, Kevin McCarthy, uh, directs the House to open an impeachment inquiry into President Biden. So, I mean, they're coming for the family. They're coming for the goddamn family. And what are you gonna do about it, liberals? I don't, I don't fucking know. nothing, nothing, because this isn't gonna do anything. Like, not to mention, this is a house fucking thing. Once it goes to the Senate, that is Democratic-led. They're gonna be like, 
this is fucking stupid. Bye. And so it's not going to do anything. Also, for poor fucking McCarthy, he's fighting for his goddamn life. I'm curious if they're going to actually try to pull rank on him and actually say, no, you're, you know, voted no confidence on you, boo-boo. And now he's got to, like, not be speaker or fight for his life again. Uh, so I really didn't want to cover that. But now that the indictment's happening at the same kind of week, it's just like, let's just make them kiss. Let's just join this together. So, yeah, I mean... Biden's officially under the hot seat here for the gun. Also, it's noted that it was a Colt Cobra revolver. Awesome. Awesome. A nice, nice uh, pistol to match his nice penis. I don't know. I, <laughs> I, I, I do got to say, he's got a nice one. I, 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 it's the one thing I learned from watching this goddamn shit, that footage. You feel me? Um, yeah, good for him. Uh, he's got to actually go through this whole process instead of being like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm just like, y'all, you should just let me out of this. And and I really feel like that's been the energy. And now it's like, no, we're going to treat you like a normal person, kind of, sort of here. But really, no, this is, in, in some ways, you can kind of feel like this is politicized. But at the same time, it's like, no, it's almost like you're being treated like a normal person who you know, gets a gun, but then is addicted to crack and, you know, does the same things at the same time. And you technically bre- breach that oath of I'm not going to be addicted to drugs while I have this gun. Whoops. Whoopsie. I don't know. That's it. That's all I have. <laughs> okay. No, for real. That's the episode. Uh, if you'd like to support uh, the the wonderful, awesome things I'm doing over here at this podcast, I know it's really great, it's really high quality. <laughs> no, it, this thank you so much. Uh, but it, if you would like to support more, uh, I do have a Patreon, patreoncom News. Uh, you do become a newsie. I dub the kind of like in the UK how like the king can like you know swish swish. You're a knight now. I will swish swish, and you're a newsie now, and like. That's cool, right? And I, sh- I do more than King Charles. Granted, I don't have the pomp and circumstance to like throw you a ceremony, but over the internet, worldwide, I say your name. I plug a thing you're doing. So that's the thing. That's pretty powerful, right? That's a, like a, a link and build that you can't really do across the pond when you think about it. So, you know, mull that over. But if you want to hit me up freeway, that's a thing. Unlike King Charles, there's like very low efforts to reach me. Uh, Isaiah News 1 at gmail.com. Boom. Easy peasy. My fingers are also nice and normal and not Sasha's like. So that's cool. That's a dub. Uh, that's what you're getting over here. I type much faster than King Charles ever could. <laughs> Facts. Uh, let's see. <laughs> I'm such a piece of shit. Uh, I'm on all the socials. Uh, I'm on the Facebook. I'm on X. Also, an aside plus bonus news. I'm going to bleed this out a little bit. Apparently, Elon Musk, uh, they did an autobiography on that motherfucker. That was fun. Apparently, he got Amber Heard to do uh, Mercy cosplay. Um, I got to say, this is toxic. I kind of get that, too. Um, this is the one time you're going to catch me in the credits. This is like an Avengers like bonus content thing where I'm like, ooh, I get that. <laughs> That's, that's so bad it's toxic but you know hey whatever uh no one's listening it's just you and i now <laughs> you me the ether no fuck that though that's weird but um also very funny and i just couldn't help to talk about it uh let's see here but yeah you can find me on that app x formerly known as twitter um and uh we can communicate also subscribe to the youtube that means a lot it helps a lot thumbs up all the reviews thank you so much 
Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you so much for being a friend. And hopefully I'll see you soon for some more good news. I love you. Bye-bye. Mwah.